You're listening to SBS News. The death toll from a Russian missile strike in the Ukrainian city of Dnipro has risen to 40, with dozens more still missing. The attack is the deadliest civilian incident of Russia's three-month campaign of hurling missiles at Ukrainian cities far from the front line. Surgeon Ruslan in Dnipro's 16th hospital says his surgical ward is treating a 19-year-old woman with severe injuries caused by the explosion wave when the missile hit the residential building. One girl is in grave condition. She's 19 and now in the emergency ward. Her wounds need to be operated. We've conducted emergency surgeries on her, as well as a diagnostic operation on the abdomen. She is currently under supervision in the emergency ward. The Ukraine government says the mass civilian deaths, which it describes as terrorism, demonstrate why the country needs more weapons to defeat Russian forces 11 months after they invaded. Russia denies intentionally targeting civilians. Ukrainian officials acknowledged little hope of finding anyone else alive in the rubble of Saturday's attack, but President Vladimir Zelensky says the rescue will go on as long as there is even the slightest chance to save lives. As of now, the fate of more than 30 people who could have been in the building in Dnipro at the time of the terrorists' missile hit remains unknown. Dozens of people were rescued from the rubble, including six children. We are fighting for every person. The rescue operation will last as long as there is even the slightest chance to save lives. Currently, the list of dead includes 30 people, including one child, a girl, she was 15 years old. There are reports that two children were left without parents. My condolences to all those who lost their loved ones. Rescuers say they can hear the shouts and screams of people still under the rubble. At least three people were also wounded after a neighborhood shopping area in Russian-controlled Donetsk was hit by shelling, with emergency services fearing people may remain under the rubble there as well. Rescuers had to pull down some of the remaining parts of the building before they were able to safely search for survivors and those reported missing. Meanwhile, President Zelensky has met the chairman of the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe and Minister of Foreign Affairs of North Macedonia, Bujar Osmani. Mr. Zelensky asked the OSCE for greater action in the forced deportation of Ukrainian children to Russia. Today, more than ever, the OSCE mission is very important, the support of the mission. But most importantly, in my opinion, we need breakthroughs in the OSCE actions in the issue of deportation of children, women, citizens of Ukraine, forced deportation. All this started from the beginning of the full-scale invasion, from February 24th. Dutch Foreign Minister Wapka Hustra says the children must be returned. Of course, there are crimes committed every single day, but one of the things that really um, uh, sticks is the deportation of thousands of Ukrainian children uh, to Russia. Those children are separated from their families and forced to grow up in a foreign country, far from home and often brainwashed. And this deliberate Russian policy is tearing families apart and traumatizing children. It is cruel and it is inhumane. 
And let me be clear that children abducted by Russia must be returned to their own country as soon as possible. They're Ukrainian and they will remain Ukrainian. And Russia must put to an end this criminal practice immediately. Meanwhile, Belarus and Russia have begun joint military drills. Belarus's exiled opposition leader, Zvyatlana Sikhanouskaya, says she does not think Russia would launch a ground offensive on Ukraine from Belarus, but could launch more missile strikes from its allies' territory. I doubt that a possible attack can take, uh, can take place like on land, but uh, missiles can be launched from Belarusian territory at any moment. Uh, Putin also knows that Belarusian people are against Lukashenko, and this possible um, participation of Belarusian troops could raise unpredictable consequences. You know. Ms. Sikonuskaya spoke on the sidelines of the World Economic Forum annual meeting in Davos. Ukraine House in Davos welcomed forum delegates with an exhibition that aims to raise awareness of the destruction and violence caused by Russia in the country and to increase solidarity and support for Ukraine. American astronaut Scott Kelly participated in a panel discussion as part of the event and has praised the exhibition. This Ukraine House are putting a focus on, uh, you know, not only fundraising, but but highlighting the war crimes that have been committed uh, by Russia on the Ukrainian people. And it's, uh, I think it's just important to raise awareness at this, that the World Economic Forum, that this is an, an issue that affects everyone on the planet, and we need to absolutely maintain focus on it until Ukraine achieves victory. This comes as British Defense Secretary Ben Wallace announces additional military support for Ukraine. In December, I told the House that I was developing options to respond to Russia's continued aggression in a calibrated and determined manner. Today, I can announce the most significant package of combat power to date to accelerate Ukrainian success. This includes a squadron of Challenger 2 tanks with armoured recovery and repair vehicles. We will donate AS-90 guns to Ukraine. This comprises a, bat- comprises a battery of eight guns at high readiness and two further batteries at varying states of readiness. Mr. Wallace insists that the international community is determined more than ever that Mr. Putin's illegal and unprovoked invasion will fail. Assam al-Ghalib, SBS News.